Welcome to season two of our Bold Conscious Connections podcast, where we bring you stories, conversations, and life experiences of those that have taken the journey and the leap of faith from employee to entrepreneurship. Every week, we will bring you interviews or messages from us about what it took for people to take this bold conscious journey. So without further ado, let's get into our episode today. Welcome to our episode for today. We're so excited to welcome a fellow coach, Karena Soto is here. She is somebody who I met at a retreat with other coaches um, in California in August of this year. And when I heard her story, I thought, wow, she would be a great guest to have on our podcast as we continue to highlight the stories of those who are making a transition or have made the transition from employee to entrepreneur. So welcome, Karenna. So glad to have you join us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, we thought that to kick us off, if you could share just a few um, few things about yourself. So take a few moments just to give our listeners uh, uh, just a quick tidbit about who you are and why they should keep listening. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so just so I give you guys a little bit of background to me, I guess as a human, and I was sitting on this question when you asked, you know, just to prepare, and there's so much depth that I can fall into. Um, but a little bit of background to myself, you know, I think where my drive really comes from, and I share this just because my family, you know, I'm the first generation born here in the United States. Um, and to me, you know, my parents came here to really give me a life. And so, you know, following their footsteps, and they've always said, you know, I'm going to do as much as I can for you. And I want you to take all the good and everything that I've ever been able to give you and support you with um, and build something of yourself. And so with that, you know, as I was growing up so many times, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to make the right decisions on what is the right thing to do? What is success? What does that look like? Um, and how can I continue to grow on something that, you know, my parents did for me? And as I kind of navigated through life, personally, um, I fell into things that I thought I should and wanted, um, which kind of led me into like the corporate space. Um, but the entire time I really did have this like whisper within me of what I truly, truly wanted to do. Um, and it took me some time to get there. And I think by me facing that, it actually encouraged me to do a lot of healing, a lot of inner work to kind of see like, what do you want for you? Not so much what you think you should be doing um, in order to be successful or to make the people around you happy. So outside of that, um, I have a dog <laughs> and his name is Cusco and he's my life. And um, I think that just having both sides of me, you know, being able to kind of integrate, you know, the, the drive in me as well as continuing to be present with myself and the love and the family that I have around me um, has been a really big part of my journey. And so I'm continuing to lean into that. Wow, there's so much there that Raju and I both could absolutely relate to. Um, we were not first generation. We are actually immigrants. Yeah. So 
we know all about, you know, that idea of falling into um, a space that our parents, you know, whether it was enforced or encouraged or forced, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the falling into the, those corporate um, environments as a result of feeling, um, I guess, obligated yeah. to you know, to justify, I guess, the, the sacri- the sacrifices that the, those who came before us made. Right. So our, our, our show right now is focused on, you know, making, making a, the decision to move away from what has been conditioned or prescribed for you by, let's say your parents or society. So, you know, share with us what it took to finally, make a decision that you are ready to explore and listen to that whisper. Yeah, that's so good. So I think the biggest thing for me, well, a little background on like where I am with my corporate job, right? So I've been with them for about like five and a half years and um, almost six now. And um, in the middle of that, there was like a lot of growing pains. And I was also trying to figure out who I was. And I was really leaning into the mentorship that I had there, but then when everything was kind of falling apart, and I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, where the company didn't feel stable, you didn't know what was going to happen, if there was going to be a reorg, if they wanted to keep you, if they didn't want to keep you, you know, all those things were like so heavy in my heart. And, you know, there was one pull to like, Karina, you can survive this, right? But I also needed to find some kind of fulfillment and and way before my corporate job, I didn't have a job for a couple, like a, I think like six months to a year. And I was constantly interviewing and I kept asking myself, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I really want to be a life coach and I want to serve people, but I should probably live life a little bit before I start coaching people. Um, so I didn't even listen to it like six years ago or 10 years ago, even I would even say. Um, even back to like my decisions when they were in college, like they were all around how to be quote unquote successful, not what really interests me or what was my passion or what was like my purpose. So if you asked me like what I really wanted to do, I would have done psychology and like gone down this whole massive route on observing humans and how can I serve people? So it's funny that it took something super chaotic at my corporate job to finally almost like let this, this part of me be born into, it was like, okay, so what can I, how can I save myself? Because I felt so disconnected and secure. I mean, I was completely lost. Like I didn't know who I was. And I leaned into a whisper that just got louder and louder and louder over years, but I just didn't. And then the minute that I did that, I ended up fulfilling myself and like almost like filling my cup up again which almost allowed me to kind of focus myself again in corporate, but I needed this part of me, not the success, the driven, the, the, the part, the ego side of me that wanted to hold on to things. It was like literally my soul, my purpose, my drive in such a different way. Um, so I'm not sure if that answers your question, um, but that's really Absolutely. where I was born. Wow. Yeah. You know, we're, Trisha and I are both from Asian cultures, and from your last name, it sounds like you might be Japanese, but I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Peruvian. What... Peruvian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. So, so we, we understand, uh, I guess, somewhat the, 
the consequences of how you know you know well-meaning parents and their lineage have really helped us to think a certain way and it's just that much harder to come out of that you know those layers and layers of programming and and you just feel lost so we i certainly resonate with what you were saying earlier as far as you know like whatever the catalyst is right so sometimes yeah. it's the turbulence at the company or or turbulence inside of you that whisper that keeps getting louder and louder so i know that uh, you talked uh, a little bit about the coaching business so this this sort of desire to be an entrepreneur you know we we call it we call it here it's a spiritual journey um but it's it's not easy what what do you think uh, what's the catalyst for you to really be an entrepreneur and be a coach and uh, yeah. you know given the background you just mentioned yeah that's such a great question and i think <sighs> this entrepreneur journey has been if i want to be selfish it's been the biggest blessing in my entire life you know i i almost wish that they say, you know, I, my coach that I worked with and, you know, Trisha with the same guy at the retreat, he, and they say this, you know, you don't have business problems, you have personal problems. So, and you know that I didn't know what that meant. And it almost brings tears to my eyes because I literally had to face as this entrepreneur journey comes up, as I start to peel layer after layer after layer, it's just, it's hard but the the liberating feeling of like continuing to lean in and continuing to grow continuing to find myself even more is so worth it and i think it's almost like this like release you know it's like i've been in this like box for so many years or i only know to act and respond in this way because i feel like again like i should or that's like what my patterns are or my generations of you know layers that i am boxed into quote unquote that i was born into but the minute that I like kind of take that off, it's like, ah, oh, wow. It's like almost like a butterfly, you know, you like crack open <laughs> this like the skin and then you like finally peek through and then there's just like one more piece that you have to like crack through so you can like fly through. And it's like the part of you that you've always wanted, but you haven't been able to feel. At least that's where the business and this entrepreneur journey has done for me. Um, it's enlightening. It's liberating it's an awakening um if anything hmm. were there role models for you that that in your family or otherwise that where you saw the entrepreneur in them that also inspired you yeah so both my parents they um they both own their own businesses but you know they never shared with me the struggles and i think as a little girl i put more pressure on my parents of like why can't I afford this? You know, like I just didn't understand and I wanted more of them, but you know, I've never really asked them about their struggles. But when you say role models, my parents went through um, a separation um, in the middle of college and uh, kind of life for like about six years. And my mom decided to do her healing and started, you know, kind of breaking through all these things. Um, and if I'm being honest, I thought she was, a little cuckoo. I didn't believe her <laughs> because at that age I was like judging her so hard. And now I, I go back to my mom and I'm like, you were so right. I'm like, why didn't I start doing this earlier? Like, why wasn't I more proactive about my healing and leaning into growth and challenging myself and stepping into my power? Why didn't I do that? <laughs> and 
I, I sit on that topic too a little bit because I feel like so many of us find it either at rock bottom or in a corner or when we're up against the wall, you know, and I sometimes wish that I was just way more open to it sooner because if I was, I couldn't even imagine who I would be today, but it also doesn't even change that because the way that I found it was exactly what was meant to be. Well, we really, we uh, were grateful for divine timing, you know, um, yes. part of what we um, talk, talk about a lot, Raju and I is um, really nothing is ever wasted. Right. And no, no need for regrets. So, so all of those, like you said, all of those moments where we were backed into a corner or, a, you know, rock bottom, we like to refer to those as um, blessing in disguise moments that we had to really go through and break through in order to expand into a greater version of ourselves. And they all require, um, at some point, looking for or finding or uncovering a part of yourself that is bold right and the name of our podcast is bold conscious connections so of course we're, we're curious you know what does bold mean to you and why do you think it's important um in in the entrepreneurship journey you know we raju earlier said entrepreneurship business is a spiritual journey um, in 2021, you know, why do you think entrepreneurs, leaders, anyone really in business, um, why should they be more bold? That's such a good question. And if I, if I relate it back to me, you remember at the retreat, I was balancing this, like wanting to be soft and bold, right? And, and I wanted to find a way to integrate the two because I was learning how to lean into my masculine, but then also be in my feminine. And I think it's my boldness is what helps me move forward, but then my softness is what allows me to hear what's next. And, um, and I think it's super important to find that balance because I think sometimes we can lean in one way too far the other where we're not listening, we're just doing, and then we can also be listening and then not doing anything, which can also be a, a stop. So I think it's super important. I would say it's almost more important for us to be bold in what we truly want, like where we want to be, like listening to like this, like the intuition, the inner voice, the inner guide, and be bold with that because that can help us lead into what's truly meant for us in front of us, not really what our ego wants or expectations want or the world wants and what we think we should be. So if we can listen more to this inner guide and be bold with him or her, I think that would be the best um, step in the right direction, especially as we continue with 2021. I mean, our these last couple of years have been tough for a lot of people. Um, and it's been hard to listen to our guide. So how can we connect with her? Connect with her. Yeah. So and in terms of that, Karina, how are you applying that concept to yourself with where you are right now? Right? You're still you're still in your job and you're also 
um, you you have clients, you're coaching. How are you? How are you um, being bold and soft and creating from this space? You know, because so many people, I think, like part of what we learn is like you get a job and that's who you are. You know, people will often introduce oh, yeah. themselves and say, "I'm Mary and I'm an accountant." Or I'm Tim and I'm a doctor, right? And it's just like with this one thing. And what you're really sharing with us is you're you're a few different things. Just like all of us truly are multidimensional on many levels. So talk to us about the bold and the softness and how that's helping you navigate these spaces right now. Yeah. Um I'm going to keep talking about this retreat. Um, <laughs> uh, that was a very big catalyst. But I think the biggest thing that I was struggling with so far, so for so long was keeping these two sides of me. Like if we just talk corporate versus like passion, right? Which in a way, the corporate is still my passion in certain ways. Like there's parts of it that I truly do love, but there's this other part of me that also was just like, ooh, that is so you, you know? And and when you're in that, so you, but I was, I was treating them as completely different. And what I, where I really took a really big step in the last month or two was like, I, I'm tired of these treating these as two different parts of me. I was, I was like, I want to be bold and integrating it as like all of me, like, why can't this just be me? Um, and that was what really helped me. And so as I continue to lean into like, owning myself and having this self-acceptance and working through that, um, I've been able to step, take really big steps in my coaching business and own that as like, this is you, you know, and, and it's not a part of you that you want to hide or you don't want to be like, I've leaned into that. And that's how I've been able to be more bold. And by doing that, I've been able to create much more, um, momentum is probably a good way, but just like energy that is just there in its, in its way of being, um, versus me holding it back and like keeping it contained. Mm-hmm. So well said nice. there, Karina. I mean, these, these are the, you know, day-to-day struggles of all of us, uh, who are either straddling and, you know, these two different worlds, we, we do think that we're different people you know, at home, with our bodies, with our relationships, and with work. And, and the truth is that, you know, if, if you're wedded, your identity is wedded to your work, then it spills over into your life, and then you, we, we think that's separate and away from us, and the truth is it's not, right? So we're all, so you're, you're speaking to the congruence of who you realize that you, are, you need to be authentic as you are with, you know, at work or anywhere else, right? So that's, that's pretty, pretty good. So the, the second part of what we say, you know, bold, conscious connections, let's talk about the conscious piece. I know you're, uh, you, you're on your journey to, to become more aware of who you are deep down and all the work that you do, the inner work coach that you are. Uh, speak, to, speak to a little bit about that idea of consciousness to you. And, and second part of the question is, you know, what do you do yourself in your practices daily or otherwise that, you know, continue to tap into that consciousness, your consciousness. Yeah, so good. Um, I love the word consciousness, by the way. I think it's such a beautiful Mm -hmm. word. Um, So I think for my own personal, like, I think 
I was when I was quote unquote unconscious, you could say, um, I was just kind of living life and being either reactive or, you know, I think I'd say more reactive, not really responsive, um, reacting and holding on to things. And I was very much almost like looking for acceptance, validation. I mean, wanting to be desired. Like I was reaching for so many things outside of myself um, when I was very unconscious, you know, and I was also very much of a people pleaser, I guess you can say that. And I still have those tendencies. Um, but for me it was really doing things for everyone else instead of what I wanted to do or what I felt called to do. And, um, because I felt that if I could do these things for other people, if other people accepted me, if other people loved me, then I will in return also feel loved. And, and as I did that, um, and broke that down. Cause at one point I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these things around me, but I feel so unloved and so disconnected. I had to kind of bring awareness to how I was creating a lot of that, you know, based from trauma or from old wounding or beliefs or trauma or, you know, generations of things that I was carrying, um, and by being able to do that and peel back a layer and almost like see yourself fully, like it was hard, right? It wasn't easy. I think I, I look back and I think about it and I'm like, I, at first it was almost intimidating, you know, to be like, Oh, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm creating that for myself or, Ooh, that comes back from that old pain. I don't want to talk about that. Um, and the more that I've dealt felt into seeing those things and seeing the things that were painful and healing those and being with them and not necessarily hiding them anymore, but finding a way to give it love and compassion and understanding. Um, that has helped me really, really kind of bridge the gap between being so disconnected for myself, like being connected to me was really just a part of how do I continue to be with me and love me and instead of reaching for that outside of myself. Um, so that has been really important to me. And in regards to how do I continue to work on that? Um, mentorship has been really, really great because I think even though as a coach myself, you know, I, I or a holistic coach and I can do all the reading and like the meditations and talk to friends that are also conscious, but it's super important for me to have someone kind of call me out on my BS when I am blind to it, right? Like I could be still very aware and very conscious, but I could be running in um, a behavior and I don't notice it. So it's really nice to have someone kind of call you out and see the bigger picture. So that's been really, really helpful for me. And then in the most recently work, work-wise, I've been really tapping into the energetics. So I do a lot of um, like network spinal care, which is where they help you with like releasing emotions and energy that are along your spine um, and within the body, because being someone that suppressed a lot of emotions for so long, uh, it's really hard for me to like, I your body holds things. So that's been really, really helpful and a really big practice for me, because even though I'm like mindfully aware, I really need to drop into my body to feel, to feel things. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, those, those, that's, that's so powerful. 
Um, I mean, you touched on meditation as well, so I'm sure it's rolled into some, one of these things that you just talked about. So it's, it's mentorship um, as well as the energetic work that you do. Um, yeah, and the meditations, like really being with myself has been even, even still is a tough practice for me. Like asking myself, just checking in, how do you truly feel right now? <laughs> just like in your middle of the day, like, are you happy? Are you sad? Are you stressed out? Like, be with that for a second. Like, I think, you know, our world is so fast that we get so dis we distract ourselves from feeling it. Um, and that's also my coping mechanism, my trauma response, but learning how to be like, okay, take a second. Yep, this, this is really hard right now. And I'm gonna let myself feel it. And mm learning how to be with that has been a really, really big practice, especially with like building a business and facing your growth edge over and over again, because you can get to the point of like trying to numb it and not be with it. But the more that I can learn to listen to it and be like, okay, this is happening and that's okay. I love that. Been really powerful. For You're speaking into something we talk about a lot, which is that if you don't feel it, you can't heal it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's so different from perhaps what we were hearing or reading or being taught, like even, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, um, 30 years ago, everything was about just be positive. And um, here's a way to lift your mood really quickly, you know, and it was all just ways to systematically suppress what was trying yeah. to come up and present itself to us so that we could actually, you know, heal it. And you talked about healing already before. Um, so in terms of this um, part of your life where you are today, and there's so many, so many good things that you've shared already about what it's been like for you. How, you know, I'm curious, to hear you talk about the importance of the healing journey along with the entrepreneurial journey and what that adventure has meant for you. Yeah. So I think, so I'll just share with you like one of my biggest blocks, maybe that would help um, be a little bit more specific. Um, so one of my biggest blocks with the entrepreneur journey was showing up on social media <laughs> and, you know, How many yourself too late? How many too late? Guilty, guilty, guilty. Um, so for me, like showing up on social media, especially, I don't know, like I was, I've been on social media since I was 12, I feel like, like really, really young. And so you know, you would post on there if you looked pretty or not. It was like almost like, let me show you my highlight reel, you know? And so as I transition into this entrepreneurship, you know, social media is a very, very magical tool. Um, but I've always in, in the corporate world, I've always really sold products, right. Or services that were not necessarily connected to my identity and myself. Right. As, as a coach, like I'm putting myself out there and saying like, Hey, this is me. <laughs> Do you love me? Do you accept me? Do you want to work with me? Um, and that was really hard for me. But then I thought it was like, I, for so long, I kind of kept these blinders on and saying like, no, I just, I'm going to do it without social media. I'm just going to not do it. You know, it's not worth it. 
and I have seen how beautiful it is now, but my biggest healing that I had to do was my relationship with my dad. So it all started with like, okay, I'm not going to feel accepted or wanted or validated. You know, there was like these patterns of like, if I would post it, like, did I get enough responses? Did someone like it? Someone integrated it. And then the minute that they didn't, I would just like go low and be like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to run away. Um, and you said feel to heal, um, feel to heal was actually one of my very first programs that I launched and it did great. And I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to launch it again. And I didn't launch it again because I was in such a low where I didn't feel worthy of putting it out there again. Um, and I've launched a different program since then, but I remember that low. And the thing that kept bringing me to that low was like this wanting or the acceptings of wanting to be loved and validated. And I wasn't receiving that. And if I dug deeper into my healing, it was all based off my dad. So when I was younger, you know, I was looked for his acceptance or his validation. I just wanted him to like when it came to sports, I really wanted him to be like, yeah, Karenita, like that's exactly like, I love that about you. And that made me feel good. But the minute that he didn't like it, I got really hard on myself. And I said, oh, well, if my dad doesn't like it, then I'm not good enough. And so that story, and it's, it's wild to me how like, we're talking about social media, but like it all ended up down here with like my dad. And so now that I've been able to kind of work through that and heal that and, and actually speak to my dad about it and identify the stories that I created and be with the little girl that just wanted that love and acceptance in that moment, I've been able to kind of show up more in, in my essence on, on social media without any attachment. And that's where I really wanted to get to because I was just attaching so much energy to what I put out there versus just letting it come from me as me and knowing that it was because I love it and what I said and what I stand by, not hoping that other people were going to also accept it and, and want it. And I'll also say it doesn't necessarily go away forever, right? I'm conscious of this. So I'm, I'm, I'm always facing it, if that makes sense. Um, it's just the way that I respond to it has changed and has shifted. And I hope to continue to do that as I continue to practice in that consciousness. Wow. You know, I want to pause for a second and just honor you for what you shared. You clearly have been doing um, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And um, this healing work that we that we do, that we choose to actually undertake is not for the faint of heart, right? Mm -hmm. And for you to be able to connect, you know, your resistance towards showing up on social media, connected to an unresolved wound um, all the way to, you know, uh, not getting the love and the validation from your dad, um, connecting those pieces and being able to resolve them in your present moment and recognizing that when you do those types of things, when you can know what that feels like, that is what allows somebody to reach their potential, right? Because we don't, we don't 
really know the depths of the limitations we've placed on ourselves, let alone where they might be coming from. And so, you know, a lot of the work that Raju and I do is helping people um, increase their impact, you know, boost their productivity, improve their performance. And it isn't necessarily just about a set of habits, as these books would love to tell you, you know, <laughs> it's not just about being consistent or having discipline. It does involve this deeper work. And I just wanted to pause and, um, you know, for our listeners, acknowledge you um, for having made those connections, for growing in that space, for receiving, you know, these opportunities openly, and then beautifully sharing about them right here, right now with us and our listeners. So just really thank you for, for sharing. I was going to add to yeah, Karina yeah, that you, you, saw, you saw you smiling and then changing my face. It was all reacting to, because all of the things you said resonated, um, you know, whether it's your dad, in my case, my dad, all the people that we look for validation from or the craziness about social media and everything changes all the time. And then how do you keep up? and keep your impact going and how do you attract the right clients? I mean, those are things that all, this is all we're all working on. Um, I, you know, I, I have two more extra decades to work on. Let's say Trisha and I do this, but I joke about this to, to, to really go under deeper and the healing that process has accelerated for me since I worked, started working with Trisha, you know, a couple of years ago. So it's really, uh, it's really the most important work because no matter what, it shows up in different ways. And, and I also second what Trisha said about you getting it all together and, and being, being vulnerable and being able to express it. It's just beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I would love to add, you know, you said something that it can show up in different ways. So, you know, the business set up and helping me find that that wound <laughs> but now that i'm very conscious of that wound i see it in my relationships i see it in a lot of different parts of me that it continues to come up in and i like to think about this with healing is like we get to find it, it like you know our wounds kind of grow roots one here mm -hmm. one there one there right and then we kind of end up finding which one first whichever we find but it's a matter of going into that route all right, let me go heal that one. Okay, let me go take care of this one. Let me go take care of nurture this one. So the blessing was that this entrepreneur journey sped that up for me. But I get to continue to do the work as I start to face different parts of my life and different things. And um, it's like an ongoing field to heal, evolve, expand, growth, fighting your why, connecting to yourself. It's this ongoing practice. It's not like a, I wish, you know, we could say like, you do it and you're done. No, it's, it's continuing because we're human beings and we're also evolving with that healing. It's almost like I saw this other day. It's, um, you know, we have our purpose. I write my pen and uh, my purpose in pen, but I write my pen, uh, my path in pencil. So, which is amazing because wow, this is my purpose, but the path that I get there, I, I'm probably going to erase it and rewrite it a million times. I love that. 
You know what you're speaking to so nice is the idea that you don't have to wait till you're in your 40s or 50s to have a midlife crisis. You get to do it right away. <laughs> and and now this is something Raju and I talk about a lot is that there is a spiritual um, uh, design for why, why midlife crises happen you know it isn't about waking up one day and wanting the bigger house or the faster car you know it's it's about recognizing that man there's got to be more to life and it isn't necessarily what's out there you know it's what's in here and you know this whole conversation today has been about you sharing the path that's allowed you to go deeper into yourself to be able to uncover you know, who you really are. And, you know, we have one last question um, that we want to ask you. But before we go there, can you share quickly with our listeners where they can find you if they're interested in hearing more about you and following you, perhaps even working with you? Yeah, of course. So if you um, want to learn a little about me, I mean, there's KarenaSoto.com. I have my website. Or I'm on Instagram. It's Karenna Soto. Um, I have myself on there as like the holistic inner coach. Um, so those are probably the two best places. Or even my email address, if you just want to email me, <laughs> that's coachkarenna at gmail.com. So Beautiful. those are probably the best ways. Beautiful. Yeah. We'll make sure to put those in the show notes as well so that people can get those. Um, so, yeah. So, Raju, I'll let you ask the final question. Well, great. So again, uh, all of this has been such great wisdom. And, you know, we love these conversations because it, it helps expand not only our perspectives in life, but also our listeners and others and, and you know, people who come in and their, and their guests, you know, followers, they get to hear different people as well. So we appreciate and do not take for a single moment for granted all the time that you spend with us sharing your life with us and uh, sharing your wisdom and, and all the learnings that you've uh, you know, shared with, share with us here. So we certainly appreciate you taking the time and, the, and your presence here. So we, we thank you. Uh, and in that context, since we never take anything for granted and learning is an ongoing process, as you just said yourself, what in that vein would you say you discovered or you learned from this conversation right here today? Mm. Wow. Mm. What did I learn from this conversation? Owning your experience, I think, is what I really learned. And I think it's kind of, you know, continuing to lean in for me. You know, I think one of the things that I have struggled with has been kind of just sharing where I'm at and what's going on. And what I'm facing or what my challenges were, you know, kind of just owning that part of me too, like that story that I do and openly expressing it. And so by having both you, Raju and Trisha ask me these questions, like it's, it's, um, I'm very grateful that I get to share this experience and it be so well received, but I think mainly just me also being okay with sharing it, whether it was received or not, like, there was no attachment to that. Um, and I share that just for anyone that's listening, even for us just here, just like own your experience and be okay with wherever you're at in your journey. Because again, my path is so different than yours. And 
the beautiful thing is, is that when you find things on, on your path at that time, whatever you're experiencing in that moment, that is your healing, your purpose, your path. And that's so unique to you. And so this kind of really reminded me of that today. And I'm so, so grateful for you both for having this conversation um, and encouraging the questions that you asked. Beautiful. I mean, I love the pencil and pen analogy. I'm going to probably use it somewhere with your permission. (laughs) Please do. Go for it. I I saw it somewhere too. You talk about focus on your why and the what and don't worry about the how. So this is another way to say, hey, that how will keep changing, but stick to your why and that's the purpose and that's the link beautiful karen i love what you just shared before so for our listeners um if you're listening you probably want to like go back just one minute and listen again to um the final uh comments that karen was sharing about um sharing her story and detaching from the outcome and that whatever is on your path is on your path for you. I, I, that's so important. And, um, I'm so grateful. We, we met in California a couple of months ago and we were sitting down next to the hot tub one night having chicken (laughs) for dinner, (laughs) which is the conversation when we decided that you would, um, you know, share your story on our podcast and, there was so much about that trip that I really treasure and I got to share a lot of those moments with you. So we're so grateful to have you here with us. Um, and one last thing I want to um, just make a plug for is that great coaches have coaches and Corinna is a great coach because she has, like she said, the mentorship, you know, of, of a coach, various coaches around her and, this is really the conversation you heard today is testament to that. So um, just want to, again, want to honor you for believing in yourself and giving yourself um, permission to show up fully. So thank, thank you, you so much. And we love thank having you, you here yes, today. Thank you so much. Appreciate I that, Karina. Thank you. I just got chills all over when you said that. Um, I appreciate you both so much. And Thank you for everyone listening as well. But this was such a beautiful conversation. And I'm just so blessed to be a part of it. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. Take care, Karina. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. We bring you these conversations to inspire you on your journey, to encourage you, to excite you, and sustain your enthusiasm on this trip. We know it's not easy. We've been there before. And that's why we put together something that will support you. Go to our Instagram account, at Bold Conscious Leaders. There is a link in the bio for a masterclass that you can access for free called How to Transition from Employee to Entrepreneur. So subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review and give us some feedback so we know what sort of topics to bring you in the future. And like anything else in life, nothing changes if nothing changes. And all you need is just one idea, one idea that just might change the trajectory of your life. So please go be bold.
Focus on the what and the why and let the how unfold.